Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Jane on from Great People, and that's spelled G-R, the number eight, people. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the use case for great people. Um, Jane's been in the industry for uh, more than a few days, so mm-hmm. she can talk to that. But I can't wait to, uh, to talk with her about great people. So, Jane, would you do us a favor, the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and great people? Absolutely. And thank you for hosting me on your podcast, William. I'm happy to be here. Um, so uh, my name is Jane Kettles, and I am one of the co-founders and the chief product officer of Great People. As William had said, um, I've been in the, the recruiting technology space for more than a couple of days, probably for close to 20 years. Uh, prior to Great People, I was a, a co-founder and chief technology officer at a company called Virtual Edge. Um, Virtual Edge was a global uh, ATS company, and we enjoyed having customers like Apple, Avery Dennison, Chevron, Schwann Foods, uh, lots of really amazing brands and smart people. So we had a, a lot of fun and successes building out uh, Virtual Edge. Uh, as I said, we worked with a lot of smart people. Um, we, we definitely had a reputation for keeping our customer success at the center of our business. And in um, 2006, ADP bought Virtual Edge and it continued to sell the platform probably for another decade. Um, So I took a few few years off after VE and um, definitely kept close to the industry from the sidelines. Um, During that time between leaving uh, ADP VE and starting great people, there is just a a ton of innovation. Uh, Lots of companies were created to help solve parts of the puzzle uh, for TA needs, and which was great. Um, you know, TA professionals were buying, you know, solutions that were helping, helping them. But after a point in time, they looked in the rearview mirror and what they found was they had a, a lot of different technologies, a lot of siloed data, multiple contracts, um, lots of points of integration for potential failures. And just ultimately at the end of the day, you know, a, a poor, poor experiences for both the recruiters and the job seeker. So in bringing great people to market, um, we were challenged with um, an audacious goal of creating a one experience talent acquisition platform, which today is a global platform that addresses the full talent acquisition lifecycle for 250 plus customers today. So that includes things like um, candidate relationship management, CRM, um, recruitment marketing automation, campus and event recruiting management, referrals. Uh, we just built out um, integrated text recruiting. Uh, we know that's not going away. Uh, and of course, ATS, internal mobility, and then data insights that looks kind of across the whole entire life cycle, which gives you know, our customers an opportunity to understand things that are going on in their initiatives. So folks in our industry, practitioners in particular, love these kind of hard lines of categories, right? ATS is a category of software that's been around for 50 years. CRM, a little bit newer. 
Um, and y'all have effectively kind of blurred and cleared out some of those, you know, what used to be hard edges between technologies. Um, the, I didn't hear sourcing, so I'm imagining on the front end, you, you uh, connect to all the different sourcing tools uh, that folks use. Um, but from there, you can basically take people all the way to onboarding. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. You know, I kind of, um, you know, try to use the language that resonates or is defined kind of by the market, but absolutely sourcing uh, and, you know, um, distributing requisitions and, and direct sourcing from within our, within our platform is supported. And then, you know, we have the handoff um, to kind of the higher system. So we do a lot of pre-hire kind of data collection, make it really easy for the, for the candidate for the new hire uh, to start their engagement. Um, we may, you know, send out notifications through the process, but that's really kind of where we do the handoff uh, over to the HRS. I love that. I love that. I mean, anything you can do in pre-boarding today is just time and, a, and really energy and more a better experience. And I know that y'all care deeply about the candidate experience uh, as well. So, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, that people will ask is where are y'all, you know, there's hourly environments or high volume environments, and then there's, you know, more corporate environments. Where do y'all thrive? Like, where are your, where are your customers? Where, where are they mostly? So, you know, we, we, we have a blend, um, William, of the different types of um, jobs that need to be filled through our customers. We definitely have you know, retail environments. I think there's a case study that retail data put together with our team that talked about the high, high volume hiring requirements and how they're different from kind of their professional hires. Um, we really excel at, because we've, you know, learned <laughs> from being in the market um, that there needs to be a level of flexibility for um, TA to define kind of how they need to work candidates through a, a job hiring process. So, um, you know, we, we have successes in both that high volume, lots of automation where it should be, uh, and also, you know, a lot of opportunity for more um, professional hires that may be more engaging the hiring manager at, at different stops within the process for review, et cetera, a lot of collaboration for the recruiter, but certainly support kind of both those types of uh, job categories. I love that. Well, first of all, that's, that's helpful for folks that have a blend themselves, you know, yeah. uh, which, which I think a lot of companies, you know, have that blend. And so they need a solution. They don't need a, yet another technology they need to probably lessen, you know, some of their technologies, which, which I, I think, bodes well for the future of great people because you can, you know, if you had a bespoke CRM or bespoke ATS or bespoke something that did recruitment marketing, now you can pull those together and get rid of a couple of those systems and use something that's, that, that kind of has that continuous experience all the way across, which I absolutely love. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a magic wand, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's actually a, it's actually a pen, but a magic okay. wand, nonetheless, if you could, you've got a lot of experiences to pull from, if you could change one thing in the way that HR and TA practitioners buy software, be it the questions that they ask or processes or whatever it is, what would you change? 
Um, you know, I think that having clear goals for the use of technology is makes the experience for both us and for our customers um, more successful. So, um, and I'm not saying that that most don't, right? So right. if it's very clear that, you know, we need to, um, you know, increase the top of the funnel and, and up our conversions from leads to, to applicants, you know, those are fun things um, to work on. I think when it's, it's not as clear, I think that just throwing technology out there um, just to have the technology hurts. I think everybody, right. <laughs> you know, like something doesn't work, but maybe it's just that the goals aren't clearly set and it could work if their objectives were well-defined. So when um, you say, when you say goals, I, I, because of, you know, just my personality, I'm hearing challenges, you know, problems, uh, breakdowns, et cetera. But I, that's not the way you said it. You, you know, that, and I want to just make sure that I understand that when somebody comes to you, that they've got, they've got in their mind, they know what true north looks like. Yeah, I think it's helpful when we have conversations and, you know, together we'll be successful if these three things kind of happen, you know, mm. within six to, you know, six months to nine months and that we all know where we're contributing, right? Um, if they don't know that. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Jane. No, no, go ahead. If they don't know that, do you, do y'all probatively kind of get them there? Absolutely. I think implementation is nice. definitely a, a big part of successful um, technology adoption, and um, and I think that you know part of our methodology is probing and and trying to understand and meet our customers kind of where they are today, right? and um, kind of that trusted advisor um, that may connect other customers or um, ask questions or present solutions that other customers have done um, to get them thinking potentially more tactically, um, you know, with the, with the decisions that they're making during the implementation process. We also, you know, try to make sure that we're optimizing. So, um, our customers will stay with their implementation team for a little, for quite a while, kind of after they go live, um, just so that we can make those optimizations on maybe some of the decision making. So there's a history kind of with that person, so that we can, you know, maximize the success. Because you're a product person, I got I got to ask you a bunch of product questions because okay. I, you know, finally have someone on that understands product. So let's deal with customers for just a sec. What are they using, you know, as you look at all the features uh, that grade eight, you know, that y'all have, what are they using the most right now? So I think, it, you know, there's trends, right, with the, the hiring that's happening, right. you know, with, um, with COVID, you know, we saw um, just as one example of just kind of the, the, the pendulum, right, and functionality that may um, be exercised more. So, um, you know, we had industries where hiring was maybe delayed. So the idea that we could nurture and market to those people that were through the selection process, um, you know, we found that was being highly leveraged, right? Um, so also kind of with the, the labor um, market the where it is today, you know, we're seeing a lot more um, 
um, focus kind of on the, the top of the funnel. So uh, one thing I just want to say is, you know, even though our platform is kind of optimized for the full lifecycle, not all of our customers leverage um, all of the components with our platform. So we have a lot of customers who will just use our sourcing, our career site, um, you know, landing pages, microsites, and CRM, and then we'll plug into systems like a Workday, which is a recent partnership of ours that we've established to help, you know, optimize um, the opportunity for them to get people, you know, into the business adoption for processing for um, for hire. Um, so, you know, that's definitely part of the platform that is, um, you know, highly leveraged today. Um, I mentioned that we um, have integrated text um, comm channel. So that's definitely something that there's a lot of success happening with that. And when they have a lot of success, you know, they tend to, to leverage it more and find more um, creative ways to leverage, you know, different pieces of the platform with the end goal of filling jobs with the best candidate fast. A recruitment marketing perspective, how does a recruiter or even a recruitment marketer, how do they know what works for with a particular job, you know, a job class, job rack, whatever, whatever it is, you know, you're trying to fill it. How do you know or how do they know either with language or medium, how do they know what's going to work? So um, we definitely have the ability to peer into different channels. So whether it's programmatic, we, mm -hmm. we partner from a programmatic side uh, to, fill, to fill that. We also, from a recruitment marketing, we do have an automated um, engine that sits and listens to um, categories of jobs like um, engineering or like nurse uh, and can be... Um, engaged based on where they are in their, in their life cycle, whether they're kind of net new, um, whether they're previously considered, whether they're a referral, and then you can AB test uh, some of those results and see, you know, where your successes are coming from. Um, we also know that it, when you look at sourcing that um, understanding your pool from a diversity perspective, is very important. So um, giving them a little bit of knowledge that, you know, they're weighted a little bit light in, in different categories is something that's very valuable. Um, so opportunities like that um, to understand, you know, what's working, what's converting, um, what resonates better, um, you know, is supported from the analytics side. So, um couple questions one is is during the demo and when you when you when you show people software for the first time when you show them you know great people for the first time what do they immediately fall in love with so i think um the intuitive way that they can manage um whether it's the job um it's the job um uh, dashboard uh, and how easy it is to understand what is kind of next, um, next up. The ability to quickly get to a list um, that I need to, to react to now and kind of power scan and disposition is something, you know, because their time is that very valuable. I also think that automation plays really well 
um, with recruiters, especially as it relates to how wide their job responsibilities have become. So the idea that they can um, have this sourcing engine that's constantly um, delivering a list of qualified, interested people uh, is something that's very valuable to a recruiter and then how I can easily understand where they may fit. So we do have an AI engine that sits and listens to job openings and scores people that are in their, in their, in their database, people that they already know. Uh, and that's been really successful uh, in, in helping that time and the, and the expense of, of bringing talent in. I can also see that the integrations, because like you said, you, you are a platform, uh, and so you can go full all the way from A to B. But if people want to use different pieces, they can do that too, which, which I think that flexibility uh, is really, 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 really helpful. Is there a piece of the platform that they have to at least start with? Um, not, not really. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I mean, we really want to be able to partner with companies yeah. that, that need what we're, what we're offering. I and love that. That's, that's unusual too. I, I know you know this because you study the same stuff I do, but it's that total unbundling and saying, Hey, if you want to start with a CRM, great. You want, you want to start with an ATS? Fantastic. Like you can start wherever you want to. And uh, I love that, but that's, that is, uh, that's truly unique. I think it helps, especially, you know, with the maturity sometimes of, organizations that we may be, you know, in, as an example, kind of running their, their ATS to, to um, requisition management, postings, uh, promoting jobs to, um, to pre-hire activities. And then, you know, we always have a way to introduce them to other ways of getting, they, they experience the automation that we have on the job side. And, you know, we kind of say, hey, we can really help, help you out kind of with this business acceptance and time to get people to your hiring manager. So, you know, when they're ready, we have opportunities to turn on other functionality, which is, is fun for us because, you know, we want, we want our software to be leveraged, you know, right. an exercise. So, and then we learn. Well, and, it's, and sometimes folks are in, in a, in a, in a contract, you know, yeah. like, like, again, they, they, they're in a contract. They would love to use your, for instance, your ATS, but they got three years left on an ATS. And so for the interim time until that happens, they, they need it to work. So workflow and process and, you know, all of that other stuff, the data being able to flow from one to the other, it's got to work. And it's for no other reason than they, they want to use your ATS. They just can't because of, uh, of a previous commitment. So I get that. Um, how do you, because, you know, again, you, you, you play on the product side, which is fantastic. How do you, how do you unearth or discover what new features need to be built for your customers? So they tell us. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm, I'm true to the right. word of they're the center of the business and, you know, staying close to the recruiter. Um, you know, we're not going to be everything that there is that they need, but we certainly have opportunities to partner. So we're pretty proud of our, of our engine and the fact that it consume, it can consume other, you know, best in breed products. As an example, things like, um, you know, um, 
making their job descriptions more inclusive. You know, we have several partners that allow us to easily um, provide that to our customers. But if it's something that makes sense to the core, like we were, we felt very strongly about not partnering for our own text engine. So it's a powerful way to reach people and communicate. And it was something that we felt like it's gonna going to be, you know, a big um, a big opportunity in lots of places in the process to interject text. So we wanted to control that, right? We wanted to have the opportunity to to make it part of our marketing engine to make it part of our hiring manager, you know, reminder, you know, all through the life cycle, we wanted to leverage text in a meaningful way. I didn't ask this before, but um, global, multilingual, et cetera, is that on the, on the pathway or are you all already tinkering yeah, around with that we're, stuff? We're all over the globe. So we are in, um, we're all over. We're uh, Asia, PAC, EMEA, um, US, North, North America, so the application um, uh, is probably in about 14 different languages. Our career site is really N languages, meaning that it's driven by the customers because typically, you know, everything, that content is definitely owned by the customer, right? The, the microsites and, you know, the brand and all of that. So all of that is kind of baked into our architecture. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, buying questions, buying behaviors that you love and the flip side, buying behaviors and questions that you, I would say the loathe, that's probably a little bit heavy, but <laughs> just, <laughs> if, if you have another prospect to ask you how much, you know, you're going to stick pins in your eyes or something like that, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> but really, you know, buying questions that you love, we're trying to kind of tease out the things that you're like, I love it when a practitioner asks me this. Yeah, I think that it gets fun for us when we look at, you know, RFPs or RFIs that there's a level of complexity in their process, right? So, um, you know, we're in 10 countries and, you know, we need to do this with our offer process or we have all these data privacy regulations in these five countries, but not th these. So we understand all those things uh, and we've built frameworks for those things. Um, those are fun, fun questions for us uh, because we have a, a really robust solution for it. Um, you know, extras, like when they have, you know, would nice to haves <laughs> because our platform is very rich, you know, those nice to haves, we can tick the box because of, of what we have, right? Where, you know, maybe a smaller solution wouldn't be able to do that. You avoided the hate or love, <laughs> which, which is fine. I, I appreciate that. Tell me, um, and you do, you can anonymize it with your customers if need be, but your favorite customer story for great people. I and you got many, I know that, but just, <laughs> I get it. But just like right now, one's top of mind. What's kind of one of your favorite stories? I have a couple of them. I All love right. when um, that, a, that a customer may step a little bit outside of their, um, their safe zone uh, and may lean into things that we, that we, suggest and and they have you know great success with you know that's that's fun um, to be that partner um, we love to partner um, there's also great stories where 
Um, we know that there's lots of different point solutions and we may kind of take over part of the process. And then if we look in the rear view mirror in three or four years, we're, we're running their end-to-end -end, end -end programs. So, you know, those are really, we like to partner. Um, and I think that having customers that want, want that, you know, that feedback loop or great listeners, um, those are things that are, that are fun for me and the team. Um, well, it's, it's under leveraged by practitioners that they don't leverage vendors as partners, you know, like, Hey, you've done, you know, in the, in a 20 plus years, you've done, you know, let's just say a, at least a couple hundred, if not thousands of implementations, you've seen things go really well and you've seen things get sideways. And so like, why wouldn't you as a practitioner, why wouldn't you leverage that, you know? Yeah. Uh, is, 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 uh, you know, I think, I think for me, it's practitioners that look at buying software, like you're, you're, you're buying a transaction, like yeah. the software somehow is just going to solve all the problems. It's like, no, 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 that's <laughs> not the case, but I wish, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but if you partner with somebody, if you're, you're buying that software, yes, but you're buying their experience and, and truly partnering with them so that you understand how to best leverage the technology. I think that's where practitioners could get the most out of their software spend. Absolutely. I think that's a very smart way to look at an investment um, in, you know, technology and your staff, your people and the time um, to roll out a solution um, because things are always going to change. Right? Always, always. And it's good to have that channel of, you know, um, working together. To yeah, it becomes, it becomes collaboration. You yeah. look at it not as just, I'm going to sign a proposal and now we're going to go through SLAs and contracts and procurement is going to get involved. Like all that stuff's going to happen. Yep. However, you know, instead of focusing on that uh, and, you know, and another thing that advice I give practitioners is buying softwares. That's easy. That's the, the job starts was once you start to implement and yep. rethink your processes and really collaborate, which is what you and I both kind of hit on, uh, you know, today is thinking of software as, as collaboration. And, and that's why of, we name the company great people. I mean, we want to be great people. We want to work with great people and we want to help great people hire great people. So, right. It's a people drop, business. Drops, <laughs> drops Mike, walks off stage. <laughs> Jane, thank you so much for your time today. And thanks for explaining great people to us. Thank you, William. I appreciate it. Have Absolutely. a great day. And thanks to everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.